This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Southern Health Future. Updates from the Southern District Health Board and Community Health Council. This week uh, from Southern Future, we have Carl Metzler, uh, who is the SDHB COVID-19 vaccine co-leader. Kia ora. Kia ora, Rob. Good morning. Um, and how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. Very well. I'm thoroughly enjoying the role and um, feel really privileged to be part of the uh, uh, such a significant public health exercise, really. So thank you, and thank you for having me this morning. So You're welcome. I'm glad you can come on and uh, answer these questions. So we're going to be talking about the COVID-19 vaccine rollout across the SDHB. And so, um, yeah, so where, ah, well, let's start with where are we at? How many have you done? Yeah. Look, so we've uh, we've just surpassed uh, 125,000 vaccines in our district, and uh, we are ramping that up um, exponentially now every week. Um, and we hope that by the end of next week, we'll have about 67 sites operating, um, and we anticipate actually having about 120 providers across the district at the peak of the rollout. Um, to ensure that we're reaching all our widespread and rural populations, obviously. Um, general practice and pharmacy are absolutely key to our delivery, mm-hmm. um, especially with our widespread geography. Um, they are the people on the ground who know their communities and uh, are trusted by um, their communities as, as known um, healthcare providers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so pe- people are able to go somewhere familiar uh, to receive something that hopefully is Correct, um, unfamiliar, a, remains you know, unfamiliar. Yes, exactly. You want you you want a friendly, familiar face um, at your local pharmacy or your G- your GP surgery, um, and and so that was the the pathway we took. It also helps us just manage some of the geographical challenges. We've obviously got the Max Vax clinics in in mm-hmm. and Dunedin. But we need, with such a dispersed population across a big geographic, we need those those general practices and pharmacies helping us out, and um, they've been superb coming to the party. Excellent. And so who is it that's able to get a vaccine at the moment? Yeah, sure, good question. Um, so we're still vaccinating people in Group 3, which includes those over 65 and over, people with disabilities and their carers, and obviously people with some chronic health conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but last week, uh, invitations to those in Group 4 began, starting with those aged 60 and over. Um, and the rollout to the general population will be staggered, obviously, by age group. Mm-hmm. But some areas, such as our small rural communities in Southern, may move through those age bands faster, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, we're also vaccinating all our Māori and Pacifica population aged 16 and over mm-hmm. through a, what we call a final centred drop-in model. Yep. which means they can be vaccinated together as a family, really, yep. um, or as a group um, of whānau. And this approach was developed in partnership with Māori health providers mm-hmm. and based on feedback from those communities about how they would like to receive the vaccine. Uh, the research has obviously shown that um, Māori and Pacifica are more at risk of being hospitalised than of dying from COVID. Mm-hmm. So it's a priority for us to reach these communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're you're looking at where harm is likely to be the most, and and uh, addressing that, and whilst Correct. not taking your eye off the fact that you know we yeah 
across the board Correct. actually is the goal yeah 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 exactly. and, and so, so you i mean uh, i guess the word responsive came to mind there um uh, to <laughs> to the needs of the different communities whether that's rural or myra or, or you know that we, we we all need access to this in a way that works for us correct absolutely correct and especially those rural communities i think um you know where those populations are a lot smaller it makes sense for us to get on and vaccinate when we're in those areas yeah. um, rather than having to come, come backwards and forwards and parachute in and out. Mm. Uh, just makes logistical sense to try and get as many of those rural communities done in one big hit. Yeah, yeah. You end up paying yeah. people to drive rather than vaccinate, don't you, if you, if you, well, if you come exactly and go too right. much. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and just moving the vaccine around and, you know, getting it into those practices or pharmacies in those small areas can be a bit challenging at times. So mm. it makes sense to try and get it done as efficiently as we can. Yeah, of course, there are a few things to come together, aren't there? So you need, yeah. you need the, 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 the people with the skills, the space, the, the vaccine, the, yeah, and then the people. Yeah. You're right, Rob. There's, there's look, there, there is, you, you think, oh, it's just a jab in the arm, but there's, there's an enormous amount of moving parts going on in the background um, in terms of, of terms of getting the vaccine in the arm and all the things that have to happen before that. And honestly, the, the team here have just been superb. Uh, people who really know their, know their areas of expertise and have really got, got their heads around the, the details. So it's been fantastic. Excellent. And so um, you mentioned the different groups there. And so uh, if mm. you are in group three, but you've not had an invitation yet, what, what should those yes. people be doing? Good. Very good question, Rob. So if you, if you think you're in group three and you haven't had an invitation, um, you can still book an appointment. And I would encourage you to do that um, by calling. You can call the 0800 number. That's 0800 28 29 26. That's 0800 28 29 26. Please do give them a ring if you feel that you're eligible and you haven't had a call or text or haven't received any, any messaging yet around being booked in. Yeah. You can also go to the Unite Against COVID-19 website as well if you want any more information. There is some really good info out there, obviously, um, for, for people to access. And so, um, uh, once people are vaccinated, what's what's the advantage? Oh, I think um, obviously uh, for me, it's a really important step in terms of not only protecting yourself, obviously your whānau and community from the effects of COVID nineteen virus, um, but you know the research also shows that. About 95% of people who receive both doses of the vaccine are protected against getting COVID-19 symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I guess that means, you know, once you're fully vaccinated, you're far less likely to fall seriously or get really crooked. Yeah. Um, and you're also less likely to transmit the virus, you know. So we start to talk about that herd immunity stuff yeah. you know, and protect our communities. Yeah, so so you 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 it's it's it stops with you. Yeah, you you're it able stops to form, with you, form a, exactly right. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it it is it is about a it is about individual, but also um, I guess herd responsibility. You know, um, yeah. is, is how I would see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not you, you get the you get the advantage, but actually that benefits everyone else that you're you're encountering. Correct. Yeah, Correct. yeah, right, excellent, yeah. and. 
Yeah. And so, so some people are worried about side effects, and I certainly see this come up on yeah. Facebook. And people, people, I mean, people I, I quite like the fact that people are very keen to share their personal experience because generally it's not that bad. Uh, but yeah. some people are worried about side effects. So what, what can people expect? Yeah, look, I, look, the, the main thing, I think, the main takeaway for me, Rob, on side effects is that they're pretty mild and mm-hmm. they don't last long. Uh, and they won't stop you from having the second dose or going about your daily life. You know, the common ones uh, that we hear about are obviously the pain or swelling at the injection site, which mm. passes in a couple of days. You often feel quite tired or fatigued, a bit of a headache, um, some muscle aches, chills and joint pain, fever, you know, a bit of nausea. But again, they're, they're pretty um, pretty short-lived, and uh, within, a, within a day or two, they're gone, right. um, you know. So, yeah, um, it's for a good cause, and they will pass. Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah. and of course, some, some people just seem to be breezing through it. It's not like everyone's yeah. going to get all Look, of the these vibe, things. The, the, the feedback I've had to date from our local community in Southern is, is the vast, vast majority, Rob, have, have had little or no um, side effects, really, um, which is really encouraging. Excellent. That's that's very good to hear. So most people aren't 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 having anything to complain about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and so so as as we finish up, um, that that idea that you know we're we're reading about things all the time. If we come across or hear any disinformation about COVID nineteen or and or vaccination, what what should we do as individuals? So we want to play our part. Yeah, that's a really good question. There is unfortunately there is quite a bit of that around um, at the moment and I think um, some of the advice that that we would give is um, you know if you spot what you suspect is misinformation ask yourself where that information is coming from and what the author actually wants you to believe you know and and often just because an article looks good or looks like the real thing um, doesn't mean the quality of the information is reliable you know before sharing a story it's important to check it's credible uh, you know, uh, you can do this by checking where the original story appeared or who's promoting it and what other people are saying. Um, and honestly, the best place to go for accurate, up-to-date info is always at the uh, www.covid19.gov.nz website. Yeah. Um, that's pretty current. Um, it's, it's, you know, uh, underpinned by good science and research and good, solid current information. So um, it's, yeah... Ministry do a really good job of maintaining that website. So, yeah, uh, that, that would be my advice. That's excellent. Thank you so much for for coming on today and sharing this. I certainly feel better informed. Um, uh, you were <laughs> you were able to answer all my questions very well. Um, and well, so, thanks, um, thank thanks so much for that. And uh, yeah, uh, good luck with the the rest of the rollout and uh, and and ramping up and and reaching reaching the rest of us. Um, it thank sounds you like so you're doing, much, doing a great job. That was a huge number you mentioned. Being it was one hundred twenty five thousand. 125,000, soon soon to be about 130,000, I think, by Friday. So um, if not more than that. So we're really, really happy with, with how we're going and the numbers are ramping up nicely. So, But Rob, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Cheers, Rob. Bye-bye, Rob. Everyone aged 60 and over can now book their COVID-19 vaccination. Bookings will open soon to the rest of Aotearoa and age bands from oldest to youngest. Once it's your time to book, there is no cut-off. 
so you can book any time. If you're 60 and over, including those who are disabled, have an underlying health condition or are pregnant, book your free vaccine now at bookmyvaccine.nz or call 0800 28 26. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.